Hey, Mariah. Welcome to another episode of the Hustle and Bustle podcast. What are we talking about today? Today, we're talking about Amelia Earhart. Amelia Mary Earhart was born in 1897 in Kansas. Uh, At a very early age, she defied a lot of the traditional gender roles. Um, She played basketball. She took auto repair courses. She briefly even attended college. And those things were just kind of unheard of for a woman in that day and age. Um, During World War I, she served as a nurse's aide in Canada. And it was around that time that her interest in flying was sparked. She would watch the Royal Flying Corps train at a local airfield. And when she returned to the United States, she took her first airplane ride in California with a pilot named Frank Hawks. After that, she was hooked on flying. Um, In 1921, she started taking flying lessons with a female instructor by the name of Netta Snook. She worked to pay for those flying lessons as a file clerk, and she was even eventually able to buy her first airplane, a yellow Kenner Airster that she called the Canary. Uh, At the end of the year, she passed her flight test and participated in her first flight exhibition. She began setting a lot of records during her brief and very fascinating career. She was the first woman to fly solo over 14,000 feet. She became the first woman and the second person to fly solo across the Atlantic. The first person was Charles Lindbergh. She was the first woman to receive the Distinguished Flying Cross that was issued by the United States Congress. And she was also the first woman to make the first solo trip across the United States from Los Angeles to Newark, New Jersey. She was the first person as well to fly solo from Hawaii to the U.S. mainland. She really tried to give women a lot of opportunities in aviation. She helped to start a group called the 99s, which was an international organization for female pilots. She was the very first president of that organization. And from what I read, it still exists. And all the women are licensed pilots. She married George Putnam in 1931 and managed to keep her own last name, which went against the tradition at that time. She was very liberal for her time in regards to marriage, and she shunned, again, um, the assigned gender roles in a marriage. Um, He was a publisher, an author, and an explorer, and he helped to write her first book, which was called 20 Hours, 40 Minutes. And he ended up promoting her a great deal as well. He would set up speaking engagements, appearances, and endorsement deals. She wrote other books as well, um, and she developed a clothing line in 1933, which I was surprised to learn. I really did not know that about her. Um, On June 1st, 1937, Amelia Earhart took off from Oakland, California on an eastbound flight around the world. It was her second attempt to become the first pilot ever to circumnavigate the globe. She flew a twin-engine Lockheed 10E Electra and was accompanied by a flight navigator by the name of Fred Newton. They flew to Miami, then down to South America, across the Atlantic to Africa, east to India, and Southeast Asia. And the pair reached Lai, New Guinea on June 29th. When they reached Lai, they had already flown 22,000 miles, and they had about 7,000 miles to go before they reached Oakland. Earhart and Noonan, they departed Lai for a tiny island called Howland, and it was their next refueling stop, Uh, and they they left for Howland on July 2nd. It was the last time that Earhart was ever seen alive. She and Noonan lost radio contact with the U.S. Coast Guard that was anchored off the coast of, of Howland Island, and they disappeared en route. 
Franklin Delano Roosevelt, who was the president at the time, he authorized a massive two-week search for the pair, but they were never found. And on July 19th, 1937, both Earhart and Noonan were declared lost at sea. Now, scholars and aviation enthusiasts have proposed many theories about what happened to Amelia Earhart. And you're going to tell us something about that, right? <laughs> yeah, um, it really is a mystery. And I think that as a nation, we're really obsessed with her. And I think it's for good reason. She lived at a time when being able to do anything other than being a wife and a mother was so difficult that one really has to marvel at the fact that it happened at all, uh, which is why I don't think we'll ever stop searching for her, at least not until she's found. And in 2019, National Geographic filmed an expedition to um, the tiny island called uh, Nikumaroro Island in Kiribati where researchers used technology that had never been used before to look for possible remnants of Amelia's uh, plane, the, the Lockheed Electra 10E. They used a remotely operated vehicle, or ROV, to scan and explore the area. The ROV picked up samples of what looked like aluminum in the water, and when the researchers tested those samples uh, later in a lab, they concluded that it wasn't part of Amelia's plane, sadly. Um, but they also did test soil and bone samples um, that were found on that island. While nothing that was, they tested was positive match for Amelia, they did find a possible clue. You see, back in the 1940s, a colonial, uh, colonial administrator found bones, including a skull, on Nikamoro and sent them to Fiji, where they were lost. There was speculation at that time that those bones had belonged to Amelia, and explorers now believe that there are fragments of the skull in Te Umwanibang Museum and Cultural Center in Tarawa, Kiribati. According to Erin Kimberly, which, who is a former anthropologist for the University of South Florida, the skull belonged to an adult female. She says, we don't know if it's her, but all the lines of evidence point to the 1940s bones being in that museum. They'll know more when the skull has been reconstructed and the DNA has been tested, which should happen in the next few months. So. Here's hoping that we get some answers. Um, but in the meantime, the search continues. And while we may not know the final answer to this mystery, one thing is really clear to me. Through her actions and through the actions of those before her, Earhart cleared a path for women around the world to quite literally shoot for the stars and pursue a career in aviation. And for that reason, I think I personally will always admire her. Yeah, I'm the same way. Like, I really love her tenacity, her ambition. Um, I adore her courage. I love the fact that she really kind of early on decided who she was going to be and what kind of person she was going to be. She wasn't one to be told what kind of a person, what kind of woman and what kind of wife to be. Um, she was just like, this is who I'm going to be and love it or leave it. And people ended up loving it. And you and I were just talking about how much we really like the fact that we're still obsessed uh, as a nation with finding out what happened to her. This is one of those things that we're still, we're glad that we're obsessed with, right? <laughs> yes. This and dinosaurs, we're just, as a world, we're just collectively obsessed with certain things. And yeah. And I think that's really cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm totally okay. I'm okay with both of those things. I like that we're obsessed with her. She deserves to be obsessed over. So She deserves it. Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> And of course, we want to hear about you and want to hear what you're obsessed with. <laughs> um, as always, please let us know what you think over on our Instagram at Hustle and Bustle Pod, or just send us a voice memo here on Racket. Yep, like, share, and follow. <laughs> All right, bye. Bye. <laughs>